I'll tell you what. I'll put the chips away if you let me go get another beer. I'll tell you what. You can eat the chips all you want. Mute your mic. That's all I'll I ask. that too, but I still want another beer. Well, go ahead. <laughs> all right. I'll be right back. Who am I to deny Jacob a beer? Alienation version 2.0. This is episode number 38. I am Dan, and I have a little bit of a surprise for y'all. We have a blast from the past with us. Go ahead. No, you don't. Yes, we do. No. Do you guys recognize that voice? (laughs) What's happening, y'all? That's Rob, you guys. Nice to see you. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. I think I remember how to use my uh, headset, I hope. So, Rob, what have you been up to, dude? Uh, not flying, I guess. But, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I know some people know that I've been gone for a while. But, um, I don't know. I've been uh, dealing with some some stuff at home. You mm-hmm. know, I had to kind of circle the wagons and uh, uh, figure out where to go from here or whatever. But, uh, you know, it looks like I'm at the tail end of that now, which is good. You uh-huh. know, and um, my helicopters need a little attention. So, I had a half a day at work today, so I brought the X5 with me. Tell you what, I pounded the snot out of that sucker, didn't crash. It was like I never stopped. So a little apprehensive. You know, I hadn't flown since, oh, God, it must have been like February or something. But, yeah, I was beating the air in a submission this afternoon. It was great. So, uh, yeah, I've been thoroughly bitten in the ass by the helibug one more time. That's awesome. Dude, I got some news for you. What's that? I I, I pounded the shit out of my galley, too. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys might also, also, too, with us, you can hear in the background there, Nick's with us as well. Nick? Say what's hi. up, everybody? And of course, Nick. Jake, the chip Jake, muncher. What's happening? The chip eater, Jake. Chip and, eater. And the beer drinker. That's right. So anyway, beer. guys, good episode last week. Always fun to have opinion on, right? You can't. Yeah, do that, that was some funny stuff. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a funny guy. It's been it's been a good week here, flying helicopters. Probably one of the best weeks I've had in a long, long time. I'm gonna share. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna share that with you, but I'm gonna wait because I want to know. What Jake's been up to? Because I just am always excited to hear what Jake's been doing for the past seven days. What have you been up to, Jake? Yeah, yeah. You really want to know? I do. Cross stitch. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, you know, a little needlework. That's, that's fun. <laughs> a little <laughs> needlework. <laughs> no, I, I actually I haven't gotten a whole lot of flying in till today. I, I've managed to get up the hill and fly for a while after it stopped raining, so that was good. Yeah. Um, still getting used to the Futaba. That's good. I any, like it. Any news to report? I mean, what would you like it? Is that, can you, I, I like it. The, the throws are definitely shorter. Like, yeah, the sticks get shorter too, but the throws are smaller than my DX8. So that's a little bit of an adjustment. And at the same time, I'm starting to pinch because I, I just want to figure out where I am exactly. So you're in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know which part though. <laughs> Uh, so that's cool. Have you and you you have the fly barless, the Futaba fly barless, but have you tried I, it yet? I do, and I have not. 
Okay. And have oh, you come up with a name I, for your goblins yet? I don't know, but somebody suggested Mario and Luigi. I kind of like that. All right. That does not surprise me in the least. Really. <laughs> but but it's still out there. If anybody has any suggestions, no, we can we can work with that. So I got my new canopy on. Yeah. Is it is it green? Oh, green and red. Yep. I think you stumped him there. I think my name is <laughs> my name is R two D two. What? Oh yeah, we're making, we're making fun of you. Yeah. Don't make fun of me. So is your new I'm new goblin guy. canopy green or what's the deal? It's green and red. Uh, Ooh, renegade. Uh, you're yeah. going against the grain. Yeah, right. Well, you're going rogue. It, it matches my 500 canopy, so. Your 500 is red and green? Yeah. Oh, okay. And it looks like a goblin? No. No. Okay. It tries real hard, but it just doesn't quite get there. All right. Well, just add flames. Then it'll look like one. So. Only we, if I'm Dieter. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Definitely. <laughs> definitely we're going to have to talk about that. But not right this moment. Nick, what have you yes, been sir. up to, dude? Flying. Yeah? This, yeah. This is flying. I, I've, I've seen some videos that you put out. Yeah, we've been uh, doing some doing some testing. Had a really good week of flying the KDE, the new XT, the XTS head, and the KDE motor in the Whiplash. Good week. Very good week. Today I got out and did a demo. I uh, did a demo at the Big Bird Fun Fly. It's a big local planker fun fly out here. They had re- Requested we did a little half-hour heli demonstration. So uh, me and hey, Jesse said, "How'd that go?" Good. Actually, it was really good. That's the cool thing with plankers. You don't have to do much, and they think you're <laughs> yeah. fantabulous. Uh, yeah. Poor, poor I, I have a, a plank question, real quick. Is it still a plank if it's made out of foam? Yeah, dude. Yes. You, Does it fly backward? I, yeah, that's what I thought. That is a plank. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is it still a plank if it's foam, though? I mean, you think blank, you think wood. So, no, Jake, I, I think, think blank. I, th- I think suck. I think I'm gonna have to take you out of my. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take you out of my will, Jake. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to disown you. Really, really, you come, you come here and you ask that question. question. You know, we need to clarify these definitions for people. No, no, only for people like you. Yes, that have feel. So no, it was it was to- a good week though. Very good week. We're going to talk more about that KDE stuff here probably later in the show. Yeah. Anybody else have anything cool and exciting that's uh, happened this past week they want to share with us that you didn't mention earlier? I do, actually. Uh, figures. What do you got, Jake? <laughs> you ready? I am ready. I'll suspect, am I? Perpetual. Just all, <laughs> all the time. All the time. No, um, I will have an update to my Stavox review soon. I've crossed the 50 flight mark with that set of servos, so... We will uh, get some updates to that shortly. Very good. Very nice. Well, guys, I think um, I thought we'd really be a little more exciting than this, but apparently we're not. So I think it might be time to go in, go into some news. Do it. It's been a while. Do you think you still have it? Yeah. There we go. I kind of like that. <laughs> Go <laughs> oh, no! Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, we're gonna do some news now. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. <laughs>
This is Pinion for HeliPros.com. You know, sometimes Pinion is out practicing his low-altitude crop circles, or maybe even some low-altitude smack with a little 3D thrown in for good measure, or maybe even an epic skid bump, and things go awry, and I break a part or two on my precious heli. That is when I need HeliPros.com to come through for me, because not only do they have great prices, but they have the parts in stock and can deliver them quickly so that I can get back in the air as quickly as possible. And for this, Pinion is eternally grateful. Remember, my friends, Helipros fly hard because Helipros has the parts. Yes. This is Sean Sullivan, official pilot for Dolphin's Tail Movie, and you're listening to RC Heli Nation version 2. <laughs> wow. All right, Nick, what do you got for news, dude? Alrighty, so they got some uh, they got some really nice zone videos up uh, finals of all the guys flying. Yeah. Um, I watched Jamie's uh, finals flight. Good lord! Nice. Oh yeah, no, nah, he's got it. Kids dialed in, man. He's gonna make a good pilot someday. Yeah. <laughs> once well, one, once you get out of the way, it'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> it it, uh, it turned out great. Jamie got first. Uh, Duncan Bossian from France got second. Duncan Osborne from the UK in third. And Timo Curlis from Germany in fourth. So congratulations to all those guys. Heck of a heck of a competition. Yeah, it was yeah. rough. You know, we did talk a little bit about the the zone format a while ago. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a fantastic way to run a tournament because it's it's so um, it's uh, takes out a lot of the subjectivity of a flight. Not that not that the judging is still not subjective, but that bracket elimination is is a really cool idea. I think. I think it's way cool because it does. I mean, you know, if you start at the beginning of the day judging, and it's like, wow, holy cow, that that was absolutely incredible. But I, I can't give it a ten because you know, or, or a nine or whatever because it's the first flight. Yeah, right. Then, you don't want to shoot yourself through the day. Up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be very difficult to judge in that way. Whereas this, it's it's head to head. Either you won or he won. Yeah. It's it's you know the downfall. I don't think you particularly get you know a a true um, placement after first. It can be a little bit. I know some of the guys. I mean, like uh, uh, David Nolan, for example, he flies for us for miniature aircraft. And he went up like second round right off the bat against Jamie Robertson. Ooh. So it's like your host there. I mean, whereas yeah. he might have ended up in third, maybe, you know, if it was judged like more of on a scoring level. But well, you know, if you take a close look at, at a lot of that kind of stuff, like the the NCAA basketball brackets, it's the same. It's kind of the same deal. It's because nothing else really matters other than first. So as long as you get that figured out, then you're going to go. <laughs> I don't know. I I th- I think it's a great idea, and I think they're, I think they're going to have a great success with it. It's just fairly new. They've only been doing it what, for three years now, I believe, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it should be pretty cool. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, on the miniature aircraft thing, we've got a new pilot, Dark Chekas. Um, so from Connecticut, give him a big shout out. Oh, Take congratulations. His name is Dark Chekas. Darek. Darek. He's not from Middle Earth. And no, not from the <laughs> homeland. <laughs> okay. No, um, Smack Talk cranking them out once again. Man, these guys are on a serious roll. <laughs> I swear that's like all they've been doing. But they got another one out, episode 25, Large Electrics 
Part trois. Part trois. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I watch my investigation very carefully on that. Dan, I thought you fixed the gate on that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't filter out good words like that. Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, so DJI, uh, maker of the NASA, which is the more entry-level kind of economic version of the Wukong uh, GPS mm-hmm. setup, they now have an add-on gps module for the nasa so this is kind of the i'm not really sure what's going to make it the difference between the wukong and once you get the nasa and this add-on but it's kind of it cuts the price from the wukong down to about a third about 500 bucks so for it takes that that big dollar price tag and and makes it a lot more appealing to the folks who want gps hold because that's a big thing for aerial photography I actually, dude, I'm totally, I've, I wanted to get into AP and I just, I had a gasser, Bergen gasser for it. Just never really got into it, but. It's cool. It, I mean, I got really into it. got a little bit of the wind blown out of my sails when the whole FAA regulations deal, you know, happened. So I was just like, ah, I'll just sit back and kind of kick back and let them do their thing and figure it out. I mean, I still write and support where I need to. Yeah. Make sure. There, everyone's on our side. Um, RC Logger, they've got a sweet looking new pitch gauge out. Digital pitch yeah, gauge. I saw that. Got that one coming. Amazing. Got one coming. Yeah, look, you got the RC Logger one yes, coming? Yes, I do. Oh, you dirty bastard. Yes, I got one you on the way. fancy guy. In fact, no, oh, it's because he used my digital one and check it realized out. the earth was round and not flat. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> check it out. So yeah, I to call- finally throw the abacus away. I, I, yeah. I'm on the phone. I call up Pros. right? I'm on the phone with Larry. And I said, dude, I need one of these RC Logger digital pitch gauges. And he said, oh, we're out of stock. But there's one right next to me in a box that's getting ready to go out. <laughs> I said, oh, man, I tried to talk him into just, oh, I don't know what happened, man. It was supposed to be in there. We'll get you one next time and just send that one to me. Guy's got scruples, I guess. Didn't happen. Ah. What can you do? But was it the two? The RC Logger 2? Oh, I didn't know there was two. No, no, no. Yeah, see? Because you interrupted me. I did. Because you get shorter. (laughs) What's going to get shorter? I know the rules to that game. What's going to get shorter? Your pee-pee. Oh, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Your PP. What grade are you in? <laughs> uh yeah, no, this is the second this is the second version of it. So it looks uh, now all there is is teaser photos out right now. There's no real hard information, but it's got it it has attachments for it so you can like drop a bolt through the blade grip hole and screw it right into the pitch gauge. That will hold it up square. It's got an attachment for main blades to okay. slide it on more traditionally. So this one has a, a de- has a has a magnet detachable. Yeah. The, the 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 actual digital gauge detaches by a yeah. magnet. Yep. Mm-hmm. So is this one you're talking about? No, no, no. This one has like it actually has a a hole in the top of the RC logger deal oh. to screw the bolt all the way through and into it. That's pretty. And sweet. it has attachment for tail blades and a swash leveler. Yeah, and it measures two angles at once. Yep, two angles at once. That's pretty slick. Yeah, that's so pretty you, slick. Yeah, it, it's cool. I'd love to get my hands on one. I mean, I don't 
really particularly see myself, you know, measure my tail blades. It'd be more just for, you know, personal entertainment. <laughs> but um, I, I do think it's pretty cool. You going to measure the angle of the dangle? Angle of the dangle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, about three or four. <laughs> Get out the gram scale for the other ones. <laughs> yeah. No, that's Dude, I still just use my uh, I just use my phone. Yeah. Smart tools and a rubber band, and that's all I need. There you go. It yeah. depends on the grip. Some grips have a nice flat spot on the top, but then like yeah. the aligned grips do not, and it right. doesn't work. Yeah, that then it makes it kind of a pain in the ass. Well, I gotta I gotta admit that when I was able to use uh, Nick's at Othello, I did see the light because I was kind of skeptical of owning one. I thought, yeah, that's really not necessary. Come you on, because you were running forty five degrees of pitch. <laughs> you're not gonna let it go are you jake <laughs> hell no you're not gonna let it go you wouldn't let it go so you can't expect him to <laughs> touche yeah you got me on um a company called gtronics has got out now a vibrator upgrade for the, the <laughs> job of like the 7c <laughs> you know i was gonna make it all the way through that and not laugh until <laughs> no, no. it I was vibrator. And it's that a was good topic. You got to make it exciting somehow. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's the that same company. All you ladies out there will find that attractive. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the same company that made one for the um, the ninety three, oh three, and um, is, is it the same company that made the Steely Dan? <laughs> Big Mama Jam. <laughs> the Purple People Eater. <laughs> all right uh there is a video up of um i have not i haven't heard nor seen anything from these guys in forever this is the most elusive helicopter that was supposed to come out like four years ago the tsa infusion yeah yeah there's actually sure. a video up for the 90e I, I mean i didn't even know that they released the nitro version i mean i know nigel brown was you know, on the designing end of it. I don't know particularly if it's his company, but yeah, this thing is like, they've been promoting it pitifully for the last <laughs> four years. And I've nobody's, they just show up randomly at fun flies. Like, Oh, here it is. Like, that's great. Where do you buy it? Who has one? They probably only made one and they're shipping it back and forth. Yeah. So well, I don't know, but I mean, it's going to be like completely out of date by the time it ever hits the hobby shop. <laughs> right? Well, let me let me just tell you this. I was going to say something, but since you called me on on interrupting you for the RC logger thing, when you initially said, you know, the helicopter that has supposed to been out for some time, I just my mind went straight to the yeah, whippy there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whip weeks. Yeah, Yacht. we'll see. We'll see. Two weeks. <laughs> we'll see. It's coming. Their countdown. It's like the Aurora Nitro. It's a myth. I was looking at a Bergen the other day on Craigslist. It looked nice. I had one of those once. Yeah, I wanted like fourteen hundred for it, something like that. I'd like to try one. I, I mean, I saw some videos of Bobby throwing around the Whiplash Gasser, and I was pretty impressed. I mean, it would. I think it would do a sport flyer. I mean, I truthfully, I would if I was just a sport flyer and maybe you know into bigger air and smoother three D. I'd really want a lot of reason to fly a nitro over a gasser do you want to know what i think would happen if you got your hands on a bergen gasser what 
You would destroy it. I would destroy it? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it would literally fall apart in the air. Oh, I'd beat it up in the air, you mean? I think so. I don't fly that hard. <laughs> or are they that way? <laughs> I was just, there we go. Enough says. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A lot of hate mail going to come my way for that one, but I got to tell you guys. Yeah. Send that to Dan. <laughs> I had nothing but mechanical issues with my Bergen. Oh, oh it's the best customer service in the country. Oh, they're made in the USA. Well, that does, it has to be. <laughs> doesn't do me any good when every time I have it in the air, a, a yoke breaks or a, a link breaks or, you know, whatever. It is yeah. what it is. Send like send the hate mail to Dan. Well, that's kind of the cool part that I think will that'll be nice about the Whiplash one is, you know, with it being so similar to the existing two other Whiplash models, that they should have any of the small... You know, small little quirks with the main airframe portion of it all worked out by the time it hits the market. So there's really no reason. Do you want to know what I think is going to be the coolest thing about owning a whiplash gasser? What? If I do run into a ton of issues, I can just drive over there and slam it down on their desk and say, fix this son of a bitch. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're a little overworked over there. I don't know how well that would go. They'd probably just look at you. Look at me cross-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> Pull out a shotgun. Run, bitch. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. It is Montana. All right, that's it. That's it? That's it. That's all you got? You're spent? People are flying, man. It's <sighs> wonderful. It's flying season. Yeah. No wonder your wife calls you the one-minute wonder. <laughs> Best minute I ever had. <laughs> Dude, you get a whole minute? Like, <laughs> I don't even get that. <laughs> oh, Jake. Oh, I gotta. You got to love Jake. Okay. Yeah, the trick is you got to go in the bathroom, lay it on the counter, and punch it once. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, did you take your meds today? Oh, my Lord. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm wondering if Rob took his meds. I don't think he did. Oh, if this is what getting older is all about, I'm not looking forward to getting older. <laughs> So uh, let's now, see. Every time you go and you're about to get some, you're probably going to bust out laughing before. And she's like, what's so funny? I don't look that good, bad, do I? Oh, no, no just... Rob said to punch it. <laughs> You'd be like, I'll be right there. Hang on a sec. Oh, my God. This is this is, ta- this, this is fodder for a whole nother show. Hey, this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Nick's done with his news. Yeah. Jake or Rob, do you guys have anything you'd like to talk about or share with us? I like flying. Jake's got more of that. I so thought you were going to say I like turtles. (laughs) I did, I swear to God. But anyway. Well, I do like turtles. Jake's got news. I do? Yeah, you do. There was something that happened this week. Come on. Monday. Monday. And Tuesday. Monday and Tuesday. Jake, I'm just as lost as you are, buddy, but we'll get through this. You have an, a non-brick-headed version of the two, actually. What? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, just get out the crayon and draw the picture. It's Did you really? Come, yeah. <laughs> it's, there was something that lit on fire this week, Jake. Oh, well, I, I already I that. That. That's not news. Yes, it, it's not. I it's think, not news. I think it's news. That's reality okay. TV there, reality yeah. radio. That's a pile yeah. of suck. Okay. 
we're going to talk about that for a little bit before we move That's in. a big old pile of goddamn it. <laughs> First of all, oh, hold on before we go there. Did any of you guys see the video of the My name is R2G2. <laughs> video of the God, it was great. I loved it. Waiting for the yeah. sequel. We've all seen that one. No, the the 20, 24 cell goblin. Oh yeah, I was going to bring that up actually. What now? Yeah, that there's a twenty. There's a dude in uh, Australia. By the way, if you haven't seen the video, you just can't be. I mean, anything with an Australian accent watching those videos. I don't care what they're doing. It's cool, uh-huh. right? I mean, yeah. it, that's just all there is to it. But so these guys from Australia, he built a 24s ESC for his goblin. Nice. And here's my thought. Well, that's cool and that's great, but I didn't really notice. Any difference? I mean, you know, I guess it didn't sound any different. Did, did, yeah, it really you... didn't sound any different. He had the same sort of head speed and everything. So, yeah, for sure. And I'm sure you know the thing about that is just there's more oomph behind that RPM, you know. So it's be way more torque. Well, also too, it's just it's a it's a hobby, right? It's a modeling hobby, and he did it because he could and he wanted yeah. to try it. What do you I put think... like an 11 kV motor in that thing or what? 250. <laughs> yeah. 250 from like a big plane or something. Yeah, it was a custom made uh, Scorpion. Yep. Yeah, there's a thread on Heli Freak about it. We should. Uh, That's put that gotten in really show. popular lately. I noticed that people are. Uh, it seems like a lot more people are custom winding their motors now than they than they used to be. Well, that's because yeah, well, they're Scorpion putting. Scorpion offers those kits, which are pretty cool. Well, people are putting so much power behind these helicopters. It's getting ridiculous. I mean, dude, we're talking. <sighs> I mean, what, you know, some some at some point, guys, we got to draw the line. No. Yes. Yeah. Ten thousand right. watts. Led- yeah, that's a lot of watts. I yeah. You're telling me that stinking Katie. That's like thirteen over thirteen horsepower. I mean, yeah, really? No doubt, right? It scares the ever living crap out of me. You could, you could grab onto the skids and that thing could lift you up, dude. Yeah. It would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sweet. Please take video. All right. So anyway, yeah, there was the whole goblin with the twenty four S. So let's talk about for a second the goblin that went up in well. Kind problem of problem that smoke. was. No, it went down and then it went up in <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> good friend of the show, Dieter. We love Dieter. Dieter's a good guy. And um, I, I saw the video, <laughs> and I've talked to Dieter about this. So don't. I mean, when you guys hear what I'm about to say, you're probably going to think I'm an <laughs> insensitive ass. But I've talked to Dieter, and uh, when I first saw that video, <laughs> it literally. I, I felt like I was watching kids in the hall. And if you guys aren't familiar, that's just a sketch comedy show out of like Canada, I believe. And I laughed so goddamn hard just from the reaction. <laughs> you know, it's like sure. the, the camera's running, you know, and, and then there's, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> and then the, you know, all the rigmarole that happens. And then finally the timer goes off. Oh, there's a timer. <laughs> it's time to land. It, it was just pure comedy. He he learned a valuable lesson, I think, though. Don't fly electrics? Not, Put a nitro on that goblin? Don't fly zippies. Was it a zippy that went up? Yeah. 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 It was it was the same pack basically as what I had fail on me that he sent me. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think the, the bigger lesson is to put a nitro in that goblin. No? Not getting any support from the <laughs> I guess, so maybe that's not the answer. You could stick the muffler in the acipe. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm dude, electric helicopters are getting scary. 
for me. Yeah, they're, they're getting sure. they're getting scary, and it's. I mean, at some point we got to draw the line. We do. No, we don't. <sighs> Fine, we don't, but we do. I swear. To I God. don't know. I kind of <laughs> agree with that. I mean, it's been proven that the eight hundreds don't fly. You know, quite as fun, if you will. That's because we're not uh, running them on forty eight S yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. but- thing about that though is even if if we could make a powertrain that would do it at at a certain after you get past a certain size just the amount of stress that goes on the links the grips spindles bolts and all that kind of stuff just goes through the roof i mean we we've seen you know minor changes to the grip bolts on 700s cause those big birds to throw blades and shit right well, you know you add another 100 millimeters on the damn blades or or even bigger if we go to that i mean We'd have to have like a 12, 14 millimeter spindle with a giant ass bolt on it to make sure the blade, you know, the grips don't come out on their load or whatever. But why don't we just so, buy full size helicopters and just, yeah, just you go full size with a put, put your put your DX8 and your little receiver in there and That's just right. just fucking you know take it to the to the field. See, and, no, you gotta go to Hobby King. I'm scale now, guys. I'm scale. You gotta get the turning gear radio and the orange receiver and stick it in your Learjet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's I don't know. I, we got to nail down the power systems a little more first. I look, mean, look. We, we're having fires in the fi- or the 6 and 700. You know, it's, it's an issue. I think it'll be battery technology yeah. that needs to come up. Not necessarily battery voltage anymore, just consistency. battery technology. Consistency yeah. in batteries. Yeah. And um, look, from my perspective, this you're talking to a guy that when I wire an ESC... Like when I when I re, when I put a new ASC on a helicopter, the first time I go to plug batteries in, I like turn away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> right. I'm afraid that I did something wrong and this whole thing is just gonna go ex- boom right in my lap. I mean, I, I just don't like batteries. I don't. I don't like dealing. It's with like them. you're diffusing a bomb every time you have to plug. <laughs> oh please! Yeah, you know, and every time I wire batteries like new connectors, it's like the first time I connect them, it's just like oh shit, here we go. You know, sweating, <laughs> sweat dripping off my brow. All right, just just fuck, just do it, man. Bam. You know, after you solder the plus and minus together on accident a couple times, it, you get it out of your system. I did that once. Well, I didn't solder it. I <laughs> yeah. um, I was testing the testing. Well, I told you guys about that. Yeah. And I melt. The multimeter <laughs> multi- is no longer a multimeter. The multimeter <laughs> welding job. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I've let out a lot of magic smoke trying to solder freaking connectors. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I guess that's about it for the news. I guess, uh, you know, I think it's pretty good. Pretty good news week, huh? That's better than last week. Yeah, that's too bad. Dan, I have a problem. What's up, dude? My glow starter's lonely. Well, I have a solution to that problem. Yeah, what you got? I'm thinking you should take a close look at the Outrage Velocity N2, man. Why should I? Well, you know, Bert Kammer has really been involved with the with the changes that you've been seeing over there, and I think you're going to see some really fantastic products coming out of Outrage here. Yeah? Nice. I'll take a closer look at that. Perfect, dude. Outrage N2, available at a hobby shop near you. All right, so this, this topic that uh, we decided to talk about this week is kind of a hot-button issue for me. You're probably going to hear more from these guys than you will from me because I might step in a pile of shit if I talk about it too much. But, you know, there's no way around it in this hobby. If you're going to be involved and successful, you're going to have to access forums at one point. 
to find something. I refer to those guys on the forums who make the rest of our lives a little less savory when it comes to dealing with forum stuff as the vocal minority. And you see it all the time. Everybody's got an opinion and their opinion is always right. You know, as an, if you're a new person coming into the hobby, and I know this because I'm kind of living it vicariously through Ed, he stays away from the forums because, first of all, you've got this, this load of information in front of you. How do you determine what you should follow and what you shouldn't? What's crap and what's not? The good, bad, and the ugly of the forums. That's the topic of today. I'll let somebody else start. Don't <laughs> look at me. Dude, I, you know, hey, I like, I don't know, I like the forums. I haven't been on there a lot lately, you know, uh, but, you know, I think, you know, as I learn more and more and I get more and more comfortable with, like, my place right now, you know, I'm not sure, I'm not, I don't have, like, a brand new helicopter I've never flown before or whatever, you know, and uh, I've got all that, your standard stuff kind of pretty much, it's all effortless, I guess, but even then, just like you were saying, you know, coming into the hobby, that stuff was a godsend. I know that before I realized that uh, places like RC Groups and Heli Freak and stuff like that existed, I was just, I was left in the dark and I didn't even, I didn't have the foggiest idea how big this hobby actually was. You know, I knew the old uh, cliche that it's super expensive and all of this or whatever, you know, but, um, you know, once I started getting on the forums very quickly, I learned that, I mean, that's a great place to pretty much answer any question I might have, you know, about what I'm trying to get accomplished or whatever. And it's just, it's in that capacity. I think it works great. Um, you know, that being said, you know, I had to earn my, uh, I guess my, what, how would you call it? I guess I'd have to, I had to get myself initiated into the whole forum culture. Hey Rob. By dealing with that stuff too, you know, Rob, those are called your red wings. (laughs) 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 But, you know, I, I've caught myself in plenty of, like, text arguments back and forth with people on forums and stuff like that. And I've, I even went through a phase where uh, I felt I felt like I had to be a part of some sort of a cause. There was, uh, some people might know about, uh, there's a little uh, forum. It was a, a pretty small forum. I don't, it doesn't exist anymore. It was called Helista. And it was a, it was a bunch of cats that were at... When I came across it, I, I didn't see this happen. I came right afterwards. But apparently there's a bunch of guys that were on the Helifreak forum. And you know how sometimes you get people that kind of rove in packs on all the different forums or whatever. And um, these guys were a little bit, um, I don't know, they were a little bit more off the cuff, kind of more laid back and stuff like that. And uh, other people perceived it as being friction. And they just didn't, the communication wasn't really there. And in the end, long story short, they all got banned from Helifreak and they created their own forum. You know, and um, I became part of that forum and it was great. You know, what I heard about what happened wasn't there wasn't anything like that going on at Helista. And I think it's just a matter of, you know, a lot of these big forums are so many different people from so many different walks of life and education and all of that stuff. And nobody knows anybody. You're not there in person or anything like that, you know, and sometimes it's hard to get that uh, things are lost in translation, you know, when you type them or whatever. But, um, you know, I think after a while I settled into. I think how a lot of people do it, at least the folks that, you know, like all of us here, we're on the, uh, talk about on the podcast and stuff like that. We're here to help each other. That's what I get the most out of. Um, so, you know, I guess in these, this 
later period here where I've been in the forums, a lot of people know of my posts and you review threads and stuff like that because I got a lot of that from other people when I was first starting. So I figured this is my way to give that stuff back, you know, and um, put content out there that actually is relevant, that, that can help somebody uh, instead of, you know, trying to light fires under, you know, troll threads and shit like that. But I don't know. I got better things to do than argue on my computer screen, you know, well, like go flat Ellie or whatever. But and that's just it. So, and that, that's the good. You know, that's yeah. what the forum does provide. There's no question. Um, I know me personally. I hesitate to get involved in any technical discussion. Literally, I don't post hardly at all because if I leave, I, you know, if you leave one little simple fact out, there's there. It's like people are waiting for uh, with bated breath for a reason mm-hmm. to point out what you should have done or shouldn't have done. I mean, God forbid you say, "Oh, I had a beer and went to fly." Oh my god. Oh yeah, god. I know. Huh? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's the joy of flying in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and personally, I'm going to say it, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a beer. And, yeah. and let me say this again. Having a beer. A, a, single, a singular yeah. one beer. And then going to fly. But, oh man, you just, is that a beer I saw in that picture in the background? Of that picture you posted? That, yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. You know, and it, I, I just don't even... I just, we call those armchair quarterbacks. Yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> that's my PC <laughs> that, version. That's why I uh, don't use the forums. I rarely post. I rarely do much of anything on the forums. I search for the information I need to get through the problem I have, and chances are somebody's already asked the question anyways, so it's not like I even have to ask. So Nick, let's hear your good spin on the forums. What do you I mean, what what do you get out of the forums? For me, my personality type is I'm like a sponge. You know, I I love information. You can't cram enough information in me about all sorts of helicopters and about everything. And when I do something, that's just how I like to do it. So for me, it's like this big huge free just pot of gold. I can just sit and read through and read through. And you do. You have to turn on your bullshit meter And it's pretty easy after a while to pick up on the people who you see posting, like, I don't know, everywhere, all the time, with random bits of stupidness just to hear themselves talk. I mean, I've actually had to ask that people. Ask that. Like, okay, did you... Was there someone else there forcing you to type a response? Because I feel like you, you it, it's a goal for you to see how many threads you can post in. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. if you have any pertinent information to that. It's just like, oh, yeah, I heard about that once. Please don't do that. I mean, just don't do that. You know, so you do have to learn to sift through that. But you can pick up on after a while, you'll start seeing the same names over again coming up with solutions. And it's like, okay, all right, I got you. This guy over here, he seems to know his stuff. And, you know, the big thing, if you you want good answers, A, ask the right people and give them the most information possible. Don't be like, dude, yeah, my tail's like blowing out. What do you think it is? I mean, I cannot make chicken salad out of chicken shit. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> sure can try it. Right? 
<laughs> might be chicken wild but, rice when you're done. You know, if people post good, solid information, trying, you know, it, it just works out really well. But yeah, it always turns into a big pissing contest, and it's you can't you can't see sarcasm. It's very difficult to write it. We're dealing with people from all over the world, so there's major issue, translation issues. You know, some people just have a lot very different personalities and and if you were in person standing there talking to him face to face, you might be able to pick up on uh okay, I got it. All right. He, he's just being a smart ass. It's not a big deal. But yeah, yeah. when it's written down, if you can't see that, then the flame wars just start. But I, I can't imagine being in a position like let's just say uh, let's say I went down to my local flying field today and I saw a goblin or whatever for the first time and being like, dude, I have to have one. I mean, that's it. I got to have it. Like that's like, that's the one for me. So I call up Heli direct. I order it. It gets here. I have a problem with that. Where do you go? There's, there's nowhere else to go. I mean, that is where the information is. Yeah. If you can't forum, figure yeah. out something in the manual, what, what are you going to do? Call Heli direct for a build question. I mean, well, you know what? I actually have an answer to that question, but I think I'm kind of fortunate in that I've got a couple phone numbers. I got a phone number for a guy named Rob Boyd, and I got another. Okay, <laughs> I got another phone number for a guy named Nick. Yeah, but that's the point. <laughs> though, where you meet those people at? <laughs> this is true, and and it's that's where it comes from. So it's only you just have to be very. I don't know. You can't. It, it's like this huge pit of suction of just sadness that is very very easy to get stuck <laughs> because well, it's, it's so easy I'm to get involved despair. wait a minute wait a minute caps lock is stuck on open <laughs> yeah like i can't i'm not yelling just answer my question <laughs> word i can't let this guy win to quote Fuck numlock. no 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 to quote a former member of rchn that's diabolical. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Callum. That was awesome. You just have to be okay with, with, you know, walking away because there's people everywhere. There is, and there is. And let me ask you guys this, the three of you. Um, Jake may not have an answer to this because, like you said, he doesn't peruse the forms. But have you guys found that when you're reading titles of threads, that there's certain threads you just won't even bother going into based on not only what the title is, but who posted it. Yep, absolutely. That ignore button is freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I've never used the ignore button. And, <laughs> oh, I, and, and, and I, I can't help it when I see a thread by somebody who typically always has some asinine remark just so I can see what the hell they're saying now. Cracking. Yeah. I'm a crack. Why did Fusion make some stupid ass tail gears that strip? Yeah. What? <laughs> McCracken. Yeah. Sorry, dude. I can't help. I can't help it. It's like it's like when you're driving down the interstate and there's a car wreck on the other side. You're gonna slow down. You're gonna look. You want to see yep. some blood. You want to see some gore. Yep. How much of an idiot is he gonna make out of himself this time? Yeah. What's up, Jake? Um, curiosity killed the cat, right? I think that's your issue. Yeah, curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought him back to life. I, I don't think reading the forums is going to satisfy you. I agree with you 100%. But I got it. Look, it's a, it's a, I don't mean to say that I hate the forums because I, I mean, there's, I wouldn't be anywhere near in this there are hobby. Good source of information, just avoid the shit. 
But yeah, see, if I you're keep... the kind of person that is, if you're the kind of individual that succumbs to drama, if you if you can't <laughs> if you can't shut your mouth, if you can't, you know, just leave something well enough alone, then they're probably not going to end up really good for you. But if you're the type where people arguing is, you know, you just laugh and can keep on clicking right past it, then, then, then you know, then you'll probably do fine. There is a tremendous amount of information. I mean, it's, this is weird, but I can remember when I got my Blade 400, I remember being on there going, wow, Slice has got this. He's got the Blade 400 Bible. I mean, I remember that. I remember I read that, that too. thing through yeah. ritualistically. Yeah. And it was a, it was awesome to find. And it was all the time. Every thread that I could, everything, you know, I know I'm going to bring him up. Here we go. Finless Bob's videos. It's undeniable. That, it can't be denied. It, you cannot deny the fact how many people help, you know, that they helped out. Yeah. Some people can't learn by reading. And those were absolutely priceless they did a ton for the community you know at that time i can, totally agree i can tell you that there is not a finless bob video that i haven't watched unless he's made something in the last few months to, yeah. that has to do with helicopters so yeah, yeah i mean it's it's just undeniable um you know and you mentioned the slicers bible i remember reading that i remember downloading that and having a copy of it on my desktop just because at that time, you know, it was just all that information. And, and it's like, I've just, I've got to learn this. I remember trying to remember, trying to figure out how to set up the CCPM head the first time. I just thought to myself, I am never going to understand how this works. Yeah. I am yeah. never going to understand. And I would pause, rewind, pause, rewind, play. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just constantly over and over, over the same topic. So there is no question. But let me give you guys another viewpoint. As somebody who has been in the middle of a major forum shitstorm, personally, my take on the forums is a little different because I know what it is to be the bad guy in everybody's eyes, and there's no way to fight it, you know. Of course, I'm talking about history of the show long, 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 long time ago before any of you guys were around, and... um that puts such a well. I remember Rob. You remember when we first started the show? Oh yeah, I was. You guys were into bestiality or something. <laughs> well, we had that conversation about the forums, and yeah, I was so gun shy about doing anything on the forums. I mean, posting anything because I just I wanted to keep it separate. But the sad matter of the fact is, for people to hear about us, our show, the the forums were. Are that, continue that was to be the way to yeah. do it, yeah. So my my when I when I get down on the forums, it's it's I completely understand that it's an absolute goldmine of information, and I have learned to not take all that crap personally, and I've also learned to just be careful about who you're reading and understand that. When this guy makes a post, no, don't even bother wasting your time with it. I don't know, guys. I so we've talked about the good, and I've talked a little bit about what I consider the bad. Let's go into what you guys consider. I mean, we've you've both kind of mentioned it, but is there anything you want to expound on it? I mean, what 
you know, especially for a new person coming into the hobby, what do they do? I, I mean, how do you, well, I guess, Nick, you already kind of covered it, didn't you? I mean, you just kind of got to learn to understand and, and read what people are saying and you kind of get a, a feel for whose posts you should be reading. Yeah. Do not, ex- for every 10 posts that you read, expect that two people know what they're talking about. And you, and you have to walk into it with that attitude and, you know, kind of turn on that, that crap filter and just read as much as you can. You'll start to see trends. I mean, if you're going through reading about the same problem over and over again and eventually you end up getting the same solution, you know, you see a pattern there. It's like, okay, this is probably pretty consistent, good information. But don't just go out and try. If you're having a problem, the first person that replies, oh, go out and try this. Don't do it. <laughs> Absolutely right. do not do it. Wait for 10 people to reply and you know and then if there's if there's a trend in their replies then then go ahead and you know try that. And if no one replies, then um go back and look at your question because it probably sucked. Yeah. <laughs> or or you didn't provide enough information to make anyone want to help. That's another thing. If you're going to ask yeah. for help, god be be ready. I mean, have a clue what's going on try and provide as much information as possible right off the bat i mean i I don't want to have to i I still get this i get a lot of pms people with help it'll take me six seven pms just to find out everything that they have on their helicopter and just their normal setup and that's nobody wants to spend that much time doing it so here's an idea and i'll start this one off Threads that you shouldn't make. <laughs> okay. Versus threads. They go nowhere fast. Nowhere. Yeah, right. right. It doesn't matter. Electric versus Nitro, Futaba versus Spectrum, Beast X versus V-Bar. It doesn't matter. Nope. Why, why even waste your time with that kind of thread? Because all Save. you get is a bunch of conjecture, and this, uh-huh. this one sucks because of that, and that one sucks because of this. Come on, guys. People just want to make posts. Yeah, another Thanks thing. Another you want thing. something to talk about? I think, and, and that's a lot of that stuff. That's where that comes from, you know. I guess, but also to no cryptic thread titles. If if you want to talk about something, say it in the title. Yep. Don't do threads that go. Can you believe this? Or check <laughs> this out. Or you use at eleven. You know, it's like. For the yeah, most, I know what even. you're saying is if there's boobies in the thread, say there's boobies in this thread. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't. I, will, I don't I even go to those. I don't even. I don't even open those unless they're really big. If I notice that it's got like twenty thousand views and three hundred responses, obviously they're talking about something that maybe is interesting. And then I'll read the first post and the last post, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a perfect ticket way to get your stuff not looked at. Yeah, and right. To talk to yourself because I go right by him. Same thing. But that's part of that filter that I've learned. And in the beginning, it was like, oh no, I have to read every every post on the main page. That's another one too. If you don't want to get succumb into the crap, stay off the main page. Stay off the main page. Just stay in the in the subjective forums that will help you with the helicopters that you have or your fly barless system if that's what you're looking to get. I mean, now if you want to sit there and you know argue like a bunch of teenage girls, then please write on, <laughs> pull up a chair, and <laughs> stay on the. I, know, I do have on. one suggestion. 
especially for Heli Freak, if you're looking for some solid entertainment and you're just that bored, go ahead and see if you can get approval to the Off Topics Religion and Politics Forum. Yeah. Oh. I'm in that sucker all the time. That is pure entertainment. See, I can't even. I The thought of that makes me just. Oh, some of the some of the asinine things that people say in there is just astounding, and I just I just it makes me giggle. It See now that's giggle. that's my weakness, and so that's I realized that early on that that is the one topic that gets me just oh furious, and I can't leave it alone. Like I can't if something writes someone yeah. something <laughs> someone writes something stupid in there. Oh God, I, I'm just sitting there on the keys. Because it, apparently, at some point, it turned into my job to let them know how stupid they are. But that's, that's not—it's a really, really bad thing. And I know this, and I've recognized that weakness. So I just don't go there. I mean, now I can go into the main forum and I can sift through and you know post that, like for you, Dan, that might just—they oh, might just bend you out of shape or suck you in and get you really tweaked. They don't; those kind of posts don't bother me. So I, I can read through them a little bit and move on to the next one and not lose sleep over it. But I don't go in there because that turns me into that person. Yeah. Well, let me, let me tell you, I'll give you an example of the kind of post on the main forum that really bothers me. Um, when people are so close minded about a, I don't care, helicopter, a controller, a servo, because they had a bad experience with brand X Brand X is the absolute worst piece of shit. Don't ever buy it. Yeah, they denounced the whole thing. Because they had a bad experience. And, and, and here's the deal. You know, and uh, I, I certainly, I'm not taking any light at any of those guys that had problems with the with the um, uh, castle controllers the, or the ESCs. But when we had Colin Bell on the show, you know, we had a, dis- a long discussion about people putting those on their helicopters and trying to tweak them to the point of, of performance that is on the edge of instability. And the thing goes up and all of a sudden castle is just the biggest piece of shit in the world. You know? So I guess what I'm saying about that is I'm not making light of the fact that those happen. And obviously we all know there was a problem that that's not my point. Let's talk about something else. So, so we don't get caught up on the whole ESC thing. Let's talk about a servo. Well, we don't know what you did. What did you do? I mean, were you running on 11 volts? You know what I mean? Did, did, you, did you have... You, you can't say that something is absolute piece of shit based on your experience because it failed you without letting us know every single detail behind your use of it. Yeah. That's the difference between educating people or wanting to discuss it and just wanting to flame. Well, also, too, and we mentioned Dieter's helicopter. Uh, I, did you guys Speaking notice? Flames. Did, you guys, <laughs> did you guys notice? With one, within the first three or four posts, there, oh, yeah. were, there were a couple. Well, that didn't happen to be a castle in there, did it? Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. The like castle that went up, was it? You have beaten that dead horse down. At, at least the good part was that some of the posts I saw, people replied with that. Like, really? You're going to go there? <laughs> Haven't we beaten this dead horse enough? That's, you know, unfortunately for Castle, that is the latest in the, I guess, the bad, you know, issues like that. But, uh, you know, whatever. That We've talked about that to death. And, 
Yeah, you know, send the hate mail to me, I suppose. That's uh, that's two different hate mails I expect to be getting, by the way. So I've got one. Yeah. A little bit of a, a touchy subject for people in my position, and you, you can send the hate mail uh, to Dan <laughs> on, uh, for this one. Field reps. Oh, yeah, this is going to be bad. You can pretty much, uh, you know, I'm a field rep. I know it. I'm okay with it. I enjoy supporting um, the products that you know that I like. I don't. I would never be a field rep for any company that I didn't believe had a good, you know, had a good reputation and had a good product. But don't expect a field rep if you ask him an opinionated question. <laughs> expect to get the answer that's going to be the most politically correct for his company. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes, and that's kind of turned into a, a a big pissing contest. And and also recognize now that you know people are armed with that information, you kind of have to look for patterns. I, I personally know of you know one section in one forum on uh, that none of the field reps use put that information in their signatures. So you will see. Oh, no, man, I never had a problem. Mine's just working great. Mine's working great. One guy will post up that he had a problem and seven or eight people will immediately say, oh, no, mine's just fine. Mine's just fine. Well, seven or eight of those people were all field reps for that company. And yeah. they're trying to bury the problem. Yeah. And that sucks. And it's not right. Um, but That's not always. I mean, there's, that's not always like that. I, I mean, No, it, no, no. It, I've seen that happen before. I mean, it's to be aware of it. I mean, now, if you want technical help this is where the field reps come in i mean we fly these models we fly these products every single day if you have a question then they're the guys to go to for sure you know i mean they will help you get it but but just kind of look for trends because i got involved with a really you know bummer situation like that where it was you know me being on the other end knowing who all the people were it was it was you know very just kind of shameless and it had nothing to do with where i'm at now but um yeah, so look for them if you're looking for help. Look for them definitely, but also you know keep an open mind that you know we are here to help promote what we're doing too. Absolutely. Except for me, because I just shoot myself in the foot all the time. <laughs> you're gonna hear it how it is. Well, and that's the thing. And like Rob was saying, and I, I've seen exactly Nick what you said, and I'm not gonna mention any names, but I know I know of three or four right off the top of my head. I can give you their their names. Their screen names, anyway, and um, but also too, there's a few and you see them occasionally. And now, granted, they're doing the PC thing; they're they're not necessarily saying anything negative about any other brand, and that comes across the right way, I suppose. But you just can't help but wonder, you know. I mean, in fact, there was a thread recently: um, Whiplash or Goblin. I know you've seen it. You wow. had you had to have seen it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, there were some goblin reps that simply pointed out, well, you're, you're an MA rep. And the MA rep's like, well, yeah, you know, you know, I, I am. But anyway, so you, you just got to, like Nick said, just watch it. I wish that there was a way to implement a rule on those versus threads that it was physically impossible for you to post unless you currently owned both. Oh, man. 
And that is <laughs> my rule. Like, I won't even. I'm a rep, and I completely stayed out of that because it's like, well, why? I'm going to tell you all the cool parts I like about the whiplash, but that doesn't have anything to do with the goblin. Of course I'm going to say that. I got an idea. Why don't I just not post and you can assume that I'm going to say that, not waste and take up everyone's air that they're breathing. It's just, I don't know. I, I, that one really bugs me too. If you don't have, if you can't see something from both sides, then just don't post because those are the people that we really want to talk to the guys that have them both. Right. That's where the that's where the real information is. I can't even give you the real information on that one because I haven't owned both. Amen, brother. So let's look at this from one one other angle, Jake's angle, because he does never yeah. go to the forums. So Jake, for those listeners that are like you that just don't even care to deal with the forums at all, but yet you still go to find information you're looking for. Yep. I mean, yep. Uh, look, I've tried the search function. And I never have yeah, any luck suck. with it. I they, never have any luck with it. functions suck. They really do. And it, it's a lot of Google and a lot of, you know, trying to use the search functions and just wading through what's there. And usually you find a couple good threads and you read through the whole thread. Don't just take, you know, the first couple solutions. You read through the whole thing. And usually by the time you're done, you have something to try at least. You know, Jake, you bring up an excellent point, And I've done this. Before, if I have a specific question about something that I'm having issues with, I'll go to Google and then Google will let me know everything what that has to do with that. that and also what forum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, instead of using the forum, the, the, what I consider to be a horrible search function on, on pretty much every forum I've been on. Yeah. I can pretty much bypass their search forum and use it on Google and it'll bring me right to the exact question that I have. So that's a that's a great idea. Yep, that's pretty much exactly what I do. I mean, I've been involved in forums. Don't get me wrong, I have. I've been moderators for well, not necessarily helicopter forums, but I was in a few forums. I was moderator, whatever, and I just I got sick of it. I, I'm tired of it. Yeah, you know, it, cleaning up other people's messes because you know they want to go off on somebody for saying motor instead of engine. I mean, really, come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to deal with it. I just want to go fly. I want to have fun. Yeah. I can find my solutions in other ways. Yeah, and I think we're kind of kind of beating this one, guys. I think um mainly, look, when you're when you're using the forum, use your head. Don't be a dick. Just yeah, courtesy. If you don't have anything instructive to add to the conversation, why waste everybody's time? Yeah. And if you're not comfortable don't posting, be that guy. if you're not comfortable posting, don't post because you can just you can just get the information you, you know if you've got a question and you need to post some specifics go ahead and do that but be specific in your question yeah it's really forums are kind of what you put into them i suppose and uh, to be honest i i don't put a lot into them so i, I do get information out of them and i've used i mean i'm not going to lie heli freak has been instrumental in keeping me in this hobby uh, i don't use run rider and not for any particular reason other than when I first tried to use RunRider, I found it nearly impossible to get anywhere. I use it to sell weird. stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I use RunRider to buy stuff and sell stuff, yeah. It's awesome for that. I but. am I am finding that the, these newer startup forums are really kind of nice because they're kind of refreshing. But the problem is um, 
they seem they to they don't have the information. Yeah, they're kind of inactive, and that's unfortunate. You know, one that comes to mind is RC Collective. That's a pretty there's a pretty active group there, but the information is really limited to what that group is doing. So if you happen to be doing what they're doing, then you're probably going to be able to find most of the information you need. I would suggest you guys all check it out. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, find, if you find a little forum is more your speed, there's nothing wrong with that. Just uh, do what you can to help promote the community. Yes. And while you're out there trolling the forums, you have to make sure to go to RC Groups and check out the Girls with Models thread. It's pretty yeah. awesome. That is a good thread. I'm not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with uh, having That's a no-brainer in my book. Yeah. Yep. these fly bars sit in the cold, damp corners of your garage to rust or be sent to the junkyard for melting away for plank parts. Every day, the number of fly barless units increases dramatically, leaving fly bars to squander away into obscurity, not to mention the fly bar paddles. Carbon, plastic, and all of those KBDD paddles hoping to fly another day. It takes a little for you to become a special friend of the fly bar. For just 75 cents a day, you could save a fly bar somewhere across the nation. As a sponsor, you could exchange photos and letters from all the happy children currently flying their fly bar helis. So come on, pick up the phone. Call 1-800-SAVE-FLY-BAR. Thank you for your time and consideration. Save the fly bar now. So let's kind of move on to a few other little topics I want to kind of talk about. Jake. Yeah. How's your uh, Goblin video doing, man? Video? Oh, my God, Jake. I swear to God, you're, oh, like, you're like a, a child. Video? You're like a What chi- video? What video? Jake. <laughs> you're like a child, Jake, that wanders into a conversation. What movie is that Dude, from? You, you, you really expect me to, like, do stuff? No, but you. I'm assuming that you know how many views your Goblin Build video has by now. I looked at it the other day, and you know what? I don't remember. Last I looked, it had like it was pushing five thousand. Oh no, it's way above that. I want to say we're on, on the way to like seven and a half. Nice, good video. I want to say that, but yeah. I'm probably wrong because well, I can't see it at the moment. So. You know, the only reason I bring that up is because um, after when I'm editing every show, I'm like, oh. I should have asked Jake about his video, so I decided to go ahead and throw that in there. Just throwing you a bone, dude. See how I am? Give me a second. I'll actually tell you. Oh, that's going to screw your internet, oh, dude. Uh, you're, oh, dude he's going to drop my... off. Watch. Jake's going to crash. Wait for Jake to go. He's going to be gone for a little bit. He's getting on the internet. C-3PO having a seizure. <laughs> Wait for it. And no, it's still not there. Hold on. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Here we go. Ready? We have... 7,282 views. Thank you very much. Very nice. Very nice. nice. Nice build, Jake. Good job. Sweet. So Thank another you. thing that we need to, to talk a little bit about um, 
as uh, Nick mentioned, uh, we, well, he mainly got in touch with Patrick from KDE mm -hmm. and uh, got his hands on a couple KDE products, uh, namely the, the, the replacement DFC head, right? Yep. And also the KDE motor. Yeah. So the world bit, whizzy bit. The whirly bit and the whizzy bit. bit. <laughs> so, Nick, tell us about it, man. What do you What do you think? What do, What are your initial impressions? And those those reviews are essentially done, right? Yep. Uh, the The head one is. I'm gonna put some more flights on the motor before I completely. You know, I I've, I've been pushing the head a lot harder, um, and and flying it a little bit more. So I want to do one at a time, just just to be fair, make sure I don't miss anything, and it, it's kind of tough with the cat. 0.01 is still a little glitchy, so I, I don't want to make any poor judgment on the motor yet. So I'm still working, working a little bit with the governor issues, not motor issues. Okay. But the head, the XTS head, it's awesome, absolutely awesome. And I, I can usually get find something to pick apart with a product, but I'm, I'm kind of stumped for, <laughs> for picking stuff apart on this one. They seem to have addressed. You know, what essentially you're getting is a, a new head block, new arms for the grips, and the metal links that come down, like DFC style, and the new plastic links, and their little all-threaded rod in between there. So you use um, use your original feathering shaft, or your spindle, whatever you want to call it. Um, they recommend you use Align's new dampers for the DFC head, which, by the way, are like hard, rock-hard plastic. And this thing is burly. I mean burly. They're using four millimeter bolts on the grip arms instead of three millimeter like a line did, mm -hmm. which that right away was, I mean, oh, hey, there's a Marvel idea. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe right. they won't break, right? And that was, that was uh, not to sidetrack, but that was kind of the issue with the DFC head, was it not? Oh, man, they were breaking. Yeah, people were shearing those bolts off. Then a line's quote-unquote fix for it was just a different strength of bolt. Uh -huh. Rather than, you know, deal with the whole design aspect of it, they just decided, ah, we'll just put a stronger bolt in there. And then people were boom striking with it. So what KDD, KDE did was they actually raised up the head five millimeters from Align's DFC height. So it's still really low slung. I mean, coming from um, a V2 head on, or a V1 head actually on mine, um, it's a low rider. It looks sweet. Uh biggest surprise for me was how connected it felt i expected a little bit of a difference but i was running the uh, lime green kbdd dampers mm -hmm. in my old head and those are pretty stiff i mean they've got a great feel they're a huge improvement over the stock black 90 durometer ones but this is just man it's dialed it, it really did just like breathe this whole new life into my 700 nitro which i've got a ton of flights on that thing i feel super comfortable and i'm really glad that i got a chance to test it on that helicopter um because that's still the one that you know I, I i can fly that one with my eyes closed that's the one that always feels the same every single time and it was really neat to feel that difference it's just so much more connected to your fingers and i was shocked this one i had to revert back to uh to my aerospace engineer buddy and go through a little bit of the technicals of it on why with those hard plastic dampers in there it doesn't wobble um 
because my experiences in the past have been, you know, running much harder dampers. Yeah, you get more connected feeling at the higher head speeds, but you'll start to notice it uh, like on an auto. It'll wobble real bad that last five feet of an auto as the head speed bleeds off. Um, and this didn't do that at all. I guess they, they got that natural frequency figured out whether it was on purpose or accident. I don't know. I'm not going to judge, but it works. works very, very well. Uh, and unfortunately, as Jake said, oh, yeah, you better make sure and say something about this. I did get to uh, Aha. mildly crash test it. Um, we had, uh, I had gone out there and mowed a new flying station in our, our field. And it's not been rototilled or anything like that. And so it's pretty bumpy. You pick your spot when you set your heli down to take off. You pick it very carefully. Well, I've been having so much fun flying the 700 since I put this head on. I mean, it really did just kind of like, oh, wow, feels like a new heli all over again. I was out there beating it up pretty good and just instinctively went for an auto, shot an auto, brought it in, landed it nose in, I don't know, maybe five feet in front of me. Perfect, nice, graceful textbook auto. And then it it was on a big chunk of grass on one side so this it tipped and had a whole bunch of head speed left over it hit hard enough that it actually turned my boom clamp my round boom clamp into like a c-shaped wow yeah it it, it smacked hard um i was like oh man here we go i mean just taco the boom completely did that busted the blades uh Broke two servo horns, bent a bunch of the push-pull linkage. So it was a mess, and I was, you know, bummed about that. But, okay, here's a good chance to check, because I smacked this thing hard. Brought it back, tore it apart. Not a single thing in that head was bent. Like, cool. not one. No damage whatsoever. No feathering shaft. Bending. No feathering shaft, No main. no main shaft even, which I think is... You know, I didn't really think about this until before, actually, till I just hear myself saying it. But when you, you know, with this head, you run the DFC main shaft. Anytime you get the head height down lower, Less you're leverage. taking leverage. Yeah, exactly. You're taking yeah. leverage away. So I, yeah. I was very, very excited. They don't even use the aligned plastic links. I don't know where they got these things, but they are burly. They're awesome. They fit great. Um, it was a nice breath of fresh air. The original 700 nitros, I'm not so sure about the newer, like the 3GX versions, but they had a lot of geometry. They were not optimized for fly barless at all. And even when a line came out with the 3GX or the 3G, they brought out those servo horns that, um, you could move the, the balls in uh, to a second position for fly barless. Well, they still never seemed to end up correct it was always still too much throw for me for v-bar and for b-stacks um this head i do believe they actually extend the arms out a little bit so i went from using a smaller white plastic one that i had to run you know this the uh the servo balls in pretty narrow on to get the six degrees on the b-stacks i went back to the 3g servo horns and everything worked out perfect this time. So it seems like Patrick, you know, took that into consideration when they designed the head just to make it a little more optimized for fly barless. It, it's such a sweet upgrade that I'm, 
I'm glad I had wanted to do the DFC head. I liked the concept of it. I knew right off the bat that it would have to run very, very stiff dampers in it to work effectively. Um, but when people started having boom strikes, it just wasn't worth it. But I, that bummed me out. I was really disappointed that I, I couldn't do that and have the confidence in the heli. Because if you don't have confidence in your heli, then you got nothing. Yeah. Um, so once I got to look at it in person, then it was like, okay, all right, I got you. Well, now all of that, that lack of confidence goes out the window. And I, I don't know, I'm... I'm very, very happy with it. I could not find, eh, just pains me to say it. It's a blow to my ego, man. But I can't, I can't find anything about it that I don't like. Sounds real good. So that is, uh, we're going to publish that uh, along with the show tomorrow, correct? Or yeah, today? yeah. I've got a written review. I took some installation pictures. Um, and then if you can pain yourself through sitting through a, a flight of mine, uh, there will be a, there's going to be a flight video up too with it. Website for KDE is www.kdedirect.com. That's correct. Yep. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Patrick, the owner, great guy. Um, they also just, uh, I'll mention KDE just came out with, uh, two series of videos that they put out. Uh, you can find them on RC Heli Nation. Um, they're kind of, they're floating around the forums or just go to their website, uh, or subscribe to their YouTube channel. Um, one of the series is on the motors, and I'll talk about the one on the head. They actually go through. It's Patrick, the owner, the designer, talking about each individual feature of the head and, and each individual piece. It's awesome information. Very rarely do we get to see, you know, the owner of a product yeah. with it in his hands explain why he did what he did. I we mean, that's almost unheard of in this hobby you know so th there's one really cool thing about doing this show and um that is we get an opportunity to talk to and meet some really cool people in the hobby and you know the the cool thing about and and the, you know you've got a guy like patrick who is he, he's just another enthusiast right mm -hmm. he's just another guy that loves rc helicopters wanted to make a difference and and did and just you know i got a chance to meet him at othello and um, what what a what a great guy! Just super enthusiastic, and um, you know he and I talked for a while about you know just the passion of the hobby, kind of why we do the four of us what we do. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's kind of the same thing, and I just you know I would encourage our listeners to go check it out. Just take a look at it, see what you think. Yeah, um, you know you might find some stuff over there you, you might want to try. I've got KDE stuff on my 600. So yeah, I'm sold now. After seeing the quality on this, um, I'm I'm sold. <laughs> I can tell you, I don't know. Uh, I had uh, stock bearings on my 600 main shaft bearings uh, for about the first 80 flights, 60 flights. I had to replace them. They started to get notchy, and. Um, I've since had those KDE main bearings, the thrusted bearings, mm -hmm. for about the last 250 flights. Yeah. Haven't had to do anything with them. It's, it's awesome. If you think about the force that we're putting on these helis when you flip it up and then do an inverted punch out and back, I mean, a TikTok is just brutal on main bearings. Yeah. Because and you're switching directions so fast. 
and those raced bearings, they're not they're not designed for lateral force. No. So, you know, and and you know, for a guy that flies at my level, I guess it's really not saying much to say that I've had those bearings for that long. Um, because I don't do what you guys do when it comes to the the fancy whatnots and newfangled gadgets that you kids are doing these days. Yeah, but <laughs> you're also in a position where you will be able to put 200 flights on them, right? So that's that's a whole different aspect of it. It's one thing if it looks cool, but you're, you know, people like us who beat them up, yeah, we tend to crash a lot more. So we destroy stuff before we ever get to see the long-term advantages of it. Yeah. Well, I kind of wanted to save this towards the end of the show, and you guys may have noticed that I didn't tell you what I've been up to this week at the beginning of the show. Um, and what Nick just told you about his his uh, auto rotation, uh, un- the unfortunate ending, but nonetheless still a very nice auto rotation. But I have to say, I've got you all beat. <laughs> so let me expl- oh, yeah. let me explain this situation to you. So uh, I don't do auto rotations. Um, I'm not to the point where I'm comfortable. I've been had to do a, a few small forced auto rotations successfully. You know, I, I, um, I, I've been, I, I feel that my flying has increased just in the last few weeks, this, the, the technical aspect and, and what I'm doing. Um, and I've just been having a great, I guess this past week, every day at the field, flying all day long, you know, in between rainstorms because it's been raining quite a bit. But I have the helicopter uh, way up in the air, uh, over 100 feet. And I'm screaming across the field, high-speed pass. And I was having so much fun (laughs) that I wasn't paying attention to how long I had been flying. And I ran out of fuel with my nitro (laughs) Nitro timer. (laughs) So normally, normally what I do is... Uh, I, I just have this routine where I fly for a while and I'll just bring it in on a low, slow flyby and I'll just be able to see if I have much fuel. But I just, I didn't do that this time for whatever reason. So needless to say, here I am, a guy that's not comfortable with autos at all, way up in the air. And my initial initial thought was, there it goes. There's the first crash on the 600. You know, it's going to, it's imminent. <laughs> but so this this minute moment of panic set in. And quickly I realized I just, I, it just, my, it just like a calm came over me immediately. I said, you know what? You can, you, you can do this. And so I got the helicopter turned around without, you know, started bringing it back towards me. And I got to tell you, I landed this thing and my buddy Ed's standing right next to me. And um, I landed this helicopter the smoothest I've ever landed before in my life. It just touched down, didn't bounce. Thing of beauty. And nice. I, I literally, at that point, I took my radio off and I, I literally yelled. <laughs> and if the neighbors, the na- you know, we got neighbors, they probably heard it. I just yelled, fuck yeah. I mean, just loud. Right? <laughs> nice. I mean, I, I just was so excited, right? And the first thing Ed says, I'll deny it. <laughs> that's, the first, that's the first thing he said to me. I'll deny like it. it. <laughs> and... Uh, so we get the helicopter back, and I'm 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 way on cloud nine. So I'm thinking I'm, I'm sitting there holding my phone, and I said, "Somebody's got to know. I can't just keep this between me and Ed. Someone else has to know." And so I looked. Ah, oh, there's Nick's number. Boom. Gave him a call. I was excited, wasn't I, dude? Yeah, you were. You were. It was incredible. It was it was absolutely <laughs> incredible. I mean, I um, those are the moments 
And I want to stress this to you guys who are kind of in that same position that I am. You know, we watch these guys fly and they just can do it so amazingly and it almost looks so effortlessly. And we wonder, are we ever going to be able to do some of these things? And the thing of it is, is, you know, you have those weeks like I've had in the past month of just sheer disappointment, two maidens, two crashes, two days, you know, the, the endless wrenching on Ed's 500, just frustration with the hobby. And it's this one moment that made all of that shit completely worth it. Yep. I hear you there, man. And that is, that is, that is the, that is the essence of why this hobby is so great. I, that, that auto rotation I will that the the feeling of that auto rotation will feed me for the next few months as I try to progress into more advanced stuff. So it's possible for those of you who are thinking that you're never going to get to that point. Just keep yep. keep flying. That's all there is to it. We all hit plateaus. So that, that all of it. that's kind of what my week was all about. And uh, it was a fantastic week of flying. Best week of flying I've had as far as I can remember. And Ed himself will get we'll start giving you Ed updates. <laughs> you know, he I told you guys last week how he made me dive off of my chair. Um <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that story. Oh, you didn't hear that? Well, we're doing some hovering. Ed's hovering. And uh, he brings it. It's starting to drift towards me, towards me, towards me, and I've had to dive off of my scooter to avoid <laughs> impact. <laughs> so Lieutenant Dane. <laughs> so you know, I started staying back next to his brand new Chevy when he flies because I figured if there's, <laughs> if there's anything he's never going to hit on that field, it's going to be that Chevy. But I'm happy to report uh, over the last few days, in particular yesterday, Ed had 12 uneventful, fully awesome hovers, and uh, he's really he's really coming along. I mean, he, that's he's cool. That's yeah, cool. he's really starting to gain control of the helicopter and uh, ready to start moving on to to different hovering orientations. And you know, this might sound kind of weird, but I know for me, like way at the beginning, kind of like where he's at, one of the first major milestones that I had to get over was landing. You know, I could get it up and hover and stuff like that, but I was so apprehensive about landing the helicopter smoothly and stuff, you know, and I never used the training gear and stuff like that. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah those, he's, those little things. That's he, pretty cool he's progressing like that. Yeah, he's doing great. Of course, we're, he did buy another DX-8 um, for the sole purpose of buddy boxing because he has the 600, and he's absolutely nervous, and rightfully so maybe, about flying it, and he just he wants to buddy box the 600. So we're going to do that. That should be in on Tuesday. Nice. So does anybody else uh, have anything else they want to add to the show before we... Caller tonight? Oh, yeah. You know, I'd like to say thanks to my buddy, Jesse, for coming out and, and uh, rocking that demo with me today. I appreciate that. We didn't have a lot of time, so we just figured we'd give him the biggest wow. And, I mean, Dan, you've met Jesse. He's yep. super cool, really smooth. Yep. I mean, excellent demo pilot because yeah. of just how smooth he is. So uh, I appreciate that. Leave, didn't leave me hanging out there in the middle of a bunch of plankers. <laughs> Absolutely great. Great flight on his part. So thanks, dude. So before we go into our closing, I just want to say, Rob, it's nice to have you around, dude. We've missed mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Boats and hoes, y'all. <laughs> Boats and hoes. 
I, uh, you know, a lot of listeners have been asking about you, and I know a lot of a lot of listeners are going to be happy to hear your voice, and uh, you know, happy to hear that you're that you're uh, kind of getting through your issues, and um, uh, you know, that that's between you and the listeners if you want to talk about them. But uh, uh-huh. we're happy to say that that uh, you know we we've always said that you're a big part of our sailing nation, and there's no matter how long it took you, we were we were going to save a spot here for you. I appreciate that, guys, for sure. This is probably some of the best fun I've had in a long time being a part of this. And I'm glad I uh, I'm glad I got on your ass, Dan, to start the show back up again. Absolutely. You guys, that's one thing uh, you know. a lot of you don't know. If it wasn't for Rob, we never would have brought the show back. And um, that it's, I, I'm just happy that, that you're here today. And I'm hoping that you'll be here with us next week, and we'll just kind of play that by ear. Yeah, for sure, man. Um. If you wanted to get in touch with me, you can do that at dan at rchelionation.com or you can reach me at Dan K. Reed on most all the forums. And Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Uh, you can get in touch with me at nick at rchelionation.com or you can catch me NWM Tech on all the forums. Very nice. Jake, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? You're going to have to go with the snail mail thing again. It's just not working. <laughs> You're in it. It still sucks. The <laughs> postman. <laughs> And we haven't heard one for so very long. Rob, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Instant message. Oh, my God. What a <laughs> letdown. <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't be on there. But, no, I, I mean, if you want to get a hold of me, probably the easiest way to do it um, would be to go to FedEx and get uh, an insured envelope and then engrave your whatever question you have or whatever on a piece of, uh, of, uh, 24 karat gold and get some guys in an armored truck to transport that down to Minneapolis, St. Paul. It's a couple hours South of where I live. And they'll go ahead and take that and put it in the first bank building on the top floor. And then I'll call my buddy, uh, Tom Cruise's stunt double from mission impossible. I have him jump out of an airplane into the window of the, the penthouse at the top there. And he'll, uh, he'll steal that, uh, note back. And then he'll give it to a bum that'll hitchhike back up to Brainerd for me. And then when I see that, I'll I'll give him a twenty. And when he's not looking, I'll pickpocket him and I'll get the message and then I'll read it. And uh, if it's any good, uh, I'll probably just sell it and then take the money. Very nice. I've missed those, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, uh, Facebook always. If you can uh, reach us there, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, um, you know, we like Facebook. Uh, also to the show support forum don't forget about that and I think that's about it guys Uh, we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it and we will see you guys next Monday see you later